At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. Welcome you in. It is the Lombardi Line here presented by BetMGM on a Tuesday morning from the South Point Sportsbook Studio. Morning on the West Coast, afternoon on the East Coast, where we're going to have quite a fun show today. Jonathan Von Tobel joins me, Ben Wilson, uh, Patrick Maher, Michael Lombardi with the day off today. And we have MLB trade deadline action abounding. It'll be pretty much nonstop here for the next few hours. But the big news that comes out right as we're getting ready to get on the air at JVT, it is Juan Soto. Yep. Officially out of Washington, heading to the San Diego Padres. And we'll start there because the reported final deal, Mackenzie Gore, the one of the top prospect pitchers for the Padres, leaving San Diego, C.J. Abrams, their top shortstop prospect, as well as uh, three other prospects, Robert Hassel III, James Wood, Harleen Susana, all heading to Washington. And we're going to get into the betting market implications of this here in just a second. But that is your trade. And I don't know how surprised you are, scale of 1 to 10, or what you feel like this does for San Diego, but it is a done deal. And Josh Bell is also being included along with Soto there to San Diego. I mean, I, I'm not surprised that the deal is actually done, right? The, the noise had been here. The noise had been around the Padres for a while. We were talking about this off the air. I am relatively surprised by the package that got Juan Soto. It doesn't seem like a, a mind-blowing package. Now, you know, I, I always look, I'm the NBA guy here at the network, and you even see it in the National Football League as well, where some of these deals for some of these players um, that are, you know, really good game changers, franchise players like Juan Soto, uh, tend to have a little bit more impact to them, right? When it comes to draft compensation, when it comes to players that are shipped off, this does not seem to be the case outside of Mackenzie Gore and CJ Abrams. So look, baseball's weird. And maybe all of these guys, when you're talking about the prospects hit and we look back yeah. on this and it's a steal for the Washington nationals. But I think on the surface, given the impact of a guy like Juan Soto and what his potential could be here and what it means for the Padres in the futures going forward, um, it seems like a pretty nice deal. I won't say that they they won the trade, but it seems like a nice deal for the Padres. On the and surface. you, yeah, my big surprise, if anything, here is is not on the team that actually lands Juan Soto. It's the team that didn't, and that was the St. Louis Cardinals. Where, if you looked at all the packages, and by the time we got to this morning, it was pretty well widely reported that Padres, Dodgers, Cardinals, those were your final three teams, and it was all about who would go the farthest, make the best offer. We saw the pictures this weekend, John Mazalock, the Cardinals GM, sitting up there in, uh, in D.C. Cardinals were playing the Nationals, sitting in the, the GM's box there with all the Nationals front office brass. And you figured if the Cardinals were willing to give up Dylan Carlson, Nolan Gorman, and uh, Matthew Libertor, three guys already in the big leagues, already extremely productive players, along with two other top prospects, that would be, I mean, that would probably blow out every other team in the water. 
all the reports are indicating the Cardinals, they did not want to include Dylan Carlson. That was a no-go, and that pretty much hurt them. And at the end of the day, and like you say, baseball is weird. We, it is always, we always look at this in the immediacy mm-hmm. and how this will impact things right here, right now. You never know how this will work out down, down the road. But St. Louis had a pretty good opportunity. Yes, you give away three guys in the major leagues, who, two of whom were very, very big bats for you already. But you're getting a guy in Juan Soto who is viewed as a generational player and is going to be a guy that gets a half a billion dollar contract. So right. that, that was my big surprise. Well, and you get a solid core, right? You have Tatis, who's eventually going to make his way back. We get the report, what was it, yesterday, yeah. that the rehab assignment is going to start soon. Uh, Manny Machado up there in terms of National League MVP contenders, potentially if the season drags along and he can get back in there. Um, but, yeah, if you look at this from that standpoint, it does it makes sense for San Diego. But at the same time, when you're talking about moving the needle and your ability to win a championship here – I mean, we, we all said this right when we were we talked about this before he came on the air with Gil when he walked out of the studio, which was, okay, they've made this move. Do you think the Padres are now winning the World Series? And I think all of us were like, nah. Like, <laughs> not, not, like I'm not running to bet them. They're, they're down to, I think you mentioned in some spots, as low as, what, five to one uh, to win the World Series at a couple of books, right? Yeah, a couple, um, couple local books have them down to five to one. At least bet MGM. And I think which the, is a little ridiculous. It, yeah, I would say that's a, that's a bit overreaching. The general market consensus right now, I'm seeing it bet MGM. San Diego down to 10 to one to win the World Series. So that's your sixth betting favorite. Plus 450 to win the NL. They're tied for the Braves here for the third favorable odds. If you're if you're trying to do some price shopping and you feel like all right I, this is this is the sign I want in on San Diego, you can find six to ones in the market on them to win the National League set, uh, the National League pennant. You can find twelve to ones on them to win the World Series. That's about the best you're going to do. This was twenty two to one at DraftKings about a week ago, and on on primetime action we did our you know we did our power ratings of our favorite five major league uh, World Series futures. So. Yes, it's one of those where do you still feel like that is worth a play at, at the current spot in the market? You are likely not going to catch the Dodgers for the NOS. Still, uh, I, I'll check the current numbers of what, seven back of, of, of the Dodgers right now in the NOS. So it is going to be a wild card path. And it might not even be the number one seed because yep. of how good the Braves and the Mets are playing. So just keep that in mind if you're running to the window and saying, well, I've got value even still on the Padres because that number will only get shorter. You're probably in a position where unless you go nuclear in the second, the, the final, not even the second half, really the final 60 games, John, I mean, mm-hmm. you're, you're still looking at a, a one-and-done type scenario as likely that number two wild card. So that would be my only hesitation there with San Diego. Yeah, of right course. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's, it's absolutely the deal there uh, when it comes to what they're going to have to um, what they're going to have to face, and I think that's exactly what happened last year for the Dodgers, right? Like the Dodgers, yeah. ultimately, they make the big moves and. Uh, the Giants won that division, correct? Yeah. So if yeah. we were looking at it, one of seven wins for San right. Francisco. And yeah. so, uh, yeah, thinking <laughs> back, they found themselves, they went for it, but they were also in a situation where they had to win a one and done and they were successful and they moved on, but still you're going to find themselves in the situation. Now the difference is uh, for the Dodgers, or at least one side of that, when it comes to Scherzer, uh, it was a, uh, a rental, right? But when right. it comes to this, this is a guy that's under team control through 2024. And you would think maybe he's going to be part of your long-term plans. If you're the San Diego Padres, instead of one big swing at it, as opposed to what we saw from Los Angeles a season ago. Uh, by the way, I want to note that uh, if you want a lot more analysis on this, our guy, Adam Burke, is running a live blog up on the website on vcin.com. Oh, sweet. And he has uh, updated it with his thoughts on Juan Soto and the trade. It gives you the betting aspect of everything when it comes to these trade deadline deals, every single one of them. So make sure you go and read Adam's work. And you know what? We're going to have Adam Burke on the show in a little bit. A fun show today. We figure there would be a lot of baseball discussion. So, of course, as always, since this is the Lombardi line, we'll have some NFL training camp news and notes as well. We'll Hill going to join us, uh, the host of the New York City cast and Point Spread Weekly contributor. Will joins us here in about 40 minutes. Adam Burke will join us next hour. All the reactions there in the baseball world. And just to uh, correct myself here, San Diego, they are they have a two-game lead right now over Philadelphia for that third wild card spot. They are 12 games back in the Dodgers. It's okay. amazing how quickly that, that can yes. happen. But when you're looking at uh, a team like the Dodgers, who just keeps keeps on winning games, their strength of schedule the rest of the year, it's, it's about middle of the pack, 17th on the strength of schedule for San Diego. They still play the Dodgers a whopping 12 times. Uh, and, too, we should note, that, uh, as Adam puts in his piece, that uh, Eric, Eric Hosmer was actually included in a salary dump by the Padres. Uh, so it looks like Hosmer is no longer a part of the San Diego Padres roster either. So he is also, yes, he is also gone. We're, we're doing our best because these things come fast and furious. Oh, yeah. The other thing for San Diego that to me was the, the story of yesterday uh, where they trade for Josh Hader from Milwaukee, seen yep. by many as the best closer in baseball right now, give up their struggling closer, Taylor Rogers, who they had demoted over the weekend. 
Gave up to Nelson Lamette, who had really fallen from grace. He well, one time was supposed uh, to be the man. It was yeah. one of the, the an, an old edge favorite, Nelson Lamette. He was one of be my great. one of my worst uh, fantasy draft, one of my worst fantasy keeper selections in quite some go. time. I like when it. I yeah. kept the Nelson Lamette, I think two years ago, <laughs> which is horrible. It was a mistake uh, for my fantasy team this year. I was like, oh, you know what, last yeah. pick, let's hold on to him. He might yeah. he might get the closer role. Yeah, it didn't work out. So right, he's bounced back and forth between AAA and the majors. So they give up those two, Lamette, uh, as well as Rogers to Milwaukee in exchange for Hader. That was a move to me, I mean, looking at this from both sides, for Milwaukee, you have a three-game lead in your division, and you're trading arguably the best closer in baseball. Now, some of the advanced numbers would tell you he's, he's not been the same guy this year. He's at an over 17% barrel rate. So when guys are hitting him, he gives up a lot of hard contact. So it's fascinating to try and piece this together where you look at two teams who are pretty much saying, all right, we, have, we each have pieces here that are really struggling. Maybe they need to change the scenery. Each of those guys is not under full team control for much longer. Hader would have one more arbitration eligible year left next year before hitting the open market. Rogers is, a, is I believe, a free agent at the end of this year. So that, to me, is really interesting, like well, how you view San Diego now, especially with getting a guy in Josh Hader who, let's, let's remember, I mean, this guy was at, has been absolutely automatic I've, essentially the last five years with the exception of a few spots here and there. I've got to take it on him at 61 to win the Cy Young because he was off to that perfect start yeah, at the beginning was. of the year, right? Like, he, yeah. he was incredible. Um, no, look, and I think when you talk about some of these short prices too, you always have to remember that these are not necessarily, I think if you would ask any baseball better who had his or her own numbers, uh, when you talk about the probability of the Padres winning the world series, it's not going to be reflective of the price because the Padres got the two big names and they're going to be a popular selection of the books. It's why you see certain shops as we're discussing, uh, really overreact and move to five to one to try to protect themselves from people just coming in and hammering away at the Padres at double digits, whatever it is. They're always going to hang those numbers shorter than they probably should be because they are going to be perceived by the masses as trade deadline winners. Thus, those numbers are going to start to exactly. pop up a little yeah. bit higher or should be shorter than they should be. So it is fascinating. They get big names and it's going to be fun to watch it all come together. But at the same time, um, they're better, but I'm not sure if I'm really buying into them as a World Series title. And the one that I think that the number that is going to be the most interesting for me to look at is mm -hmm. some of these books that offer adjusted regular season win totals, yep. because this is not, and it's not something that everybody necessarily offers. So you have to, it kind of will depend on the jurisdiction you're in, the market you're at right now, but all things considered, let's remember last year, San Diego had, I mean, had, had the talent, obviously minus Soto, but they had an incredible team, an incredible first half of the year, a manager in Jace Tingler who had never really done it at the major league level. That team completely collapses. They go from being, an easy wild card into still challenging for the NL West to not even in the playoffs. And it wasn't even close at the end of the day. I almost wonder a team like this 58 and 46, they've been somewhat disappointing Five fifty-eight win percentage, which translates to about a, it's still like at about a 90 win pace, but this was a team with a win total in the mid nineties here in the preseason. I wonder what that, what you feel like a fair adjustment would be to that in season win total a team that clearly has played below their baseline potential. To me, 95 wins seems pretty realistic. Now, is that still good enough to get you the number one wild card with the way Atlanta and the Mets right. have been playing? I don't know, but that would be a, that would be a realistic adjustment to me, even though you're at about a 90, 91 win pace right now. So, and add maybe one, one and a half more wins, just given the uh, attention you're going to get. So, put it in the range of like 96 and a half yeah. or so. Uh, it, would, it would sound about right for the Padres. You know, I'm with you. I, th I still think, too, when you look around, it, it's not a perfect roster by any stretch. And you're still waiting for Tatis to come back as well. Uh, and you do wonder what Soto brings to the table. From a numbers perspective, Soto's been okay this year. He's been solid. We know what he can be. Um, and you wonder if this really is going to give you that big boost to your lineup because uh, your lineup has not been overtly dominant. You only have a run differential that's 10 runs better than the San Francisco Giants at this point. That is kind of stark when, yeah. you, when, you look <laughs> you know? at it, when you look at it that way, yes, for uh, for San Diego. 20 and 24 against teams above 500 as well. So they've really just beat up on a lot of the bad teams. We'll see how this uh, changes the needle. We've given our thoughts on it. We'll again have more thoughts from Adam Burke. We'll hit a little bit later in the show. A lot of football, though, to get to on the show today because this week it's NFL preseason starting and also college football starting to, get, starting to get closer and closer. We'll talk about that next on the Lombardi Line. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. 
This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM is all of your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds, specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Just getting started on this Tuesday edition of the Lombardi Line with Jonathan Von Tobel, our Beeson senior NBA analyst. But, you know, we talk a lot of other things. You just wrote a bunch of teams up for our Beeson College Football Betting Guide. So It's very true. It was also that. handed the assignment. Uh, I will be writing about the AFC East and Boom. the AFC North and the Pro Football oh, Betting Guide. Look at so. that. See, man of many talents. We don't pigeonhole you to just senior Although NBA. Although, is it writing still? I'm typing. Typing, typing, writing, you don't use a typewriter, you do, you're doing the actual laptop. Okay, anyway, uh, with our producer Matt Santos behind the glasses as well, doing a great job as always. We will continue to hit more on Major League Baseball trade deadline day, especially if anything more continues to pop up. Again, for those of you just joining us, though, the big news of the, of the morning here on the West Coast, early afternoon on the East Coast, Juan Soto to San Diego in a blockbuster for... Uh, for, among others, Mackenzie Gore, the top prospect, C.J. Ag- Abrams, top shortstop prospect there for the Padres. We're going to get more reaction later in the show. Will Hill joins us in about 25 minutes. Adam Burke next hour, both of our uh, MLB guys here on the network. So Interestingly, JVT, while that was all going down about 15 minutes ago, we also had another little piece of news breaking in the National Football League, which... Uh, kind of gets dumped as, as all the Major League Baseball trade deadline stuff is dominating all the airwaves. So Adam Schefter just reports the NFL, they, they have stripped the Miami Dolphins of their first-round draft pick for next year and a third-round pick in 2024. This is for, quote, violating the integrity of the game. This is coming out off of the investigation into their owner, Stephen Ross, who has now been suspended through October 17th, fined $1.5 million, which I'm sure to him is like, Five bucks compared mm-hmm. to, you know, if you're comparing him to us, the common man here. So for his the tamperings into Tom Brady, some of the tanking allegations as well, pretty pretty big deal long term, at least for Miami. Not that that you know, will impact necessarily what happens this year with their numbers, but that is very fascinating to see the NFL while we were focusing all of our attention yesterday on the fallout from Deshaun Watson getting the six-game suspension. Uh, this is how the NFL cracks down here on uh, Stephen Ross in Miami in particular. Yeah, they, they come out with a three-page release. I haven't had time to read the whole thing, uh, but He's Goodell puts it in the, uh, in the release, quote, investigators found tampering violations of unprecedented scope and severity. I know of no prior instance of a team violating the prohibition of tampering with both a head coach and star player to the potential detriment of other clubs over a period of several years. Um, So that's pretty damning when it comes to the release from the National Football League. And I think it creates an interesting wrinkle with what we know about what's going on with Brian Flores and what he is alleged as well. So, look, we don't know what the fallout is going to be from this, uh, but it seems that yet again they have something else on their hands here when it comes to the Dolphins and having to strip them of this, and it sounds like it was pretty severe by their findings. Yeah, and look, and it's not like you say, well, I don't know how Mike McDaniel is going to coach now because this is going on, right. and you run to bet to bet unders. But at the I will very be including least, this in my preview for the Dolphins in the be, NFL yeah. Pro Football. It, it is it is at least worth mentioning. But at the same time, 
not an ideal situation where this is already considered to be a pretty make-or-break year, right, for Tua Tagovailoa. You now know if you're Miami, I mean, you don't have a first-round pick next year. Yep. So it's not like if you get – it's not like, again, it's funny because we just talk about these findings – basically showing there was some tanking going on there and the, the scope that had never been seen before, at least from the league office perspective. So if you're the Dolphins, there's really no – the incentive here doesn't really exist. They say if you get off to a bad start, I mean, there's really no, there's really no pathway here to at least salvage anything where you're not going to get a top pick next year because regardless of where you finish, you, you don't have it. So I wonder how that will impact things where we already know for Tua and, uh, and first-year coach Mike McDaniel, a lot of expectations there in South Beach. Yep, yep, and uh, I think too – I'm not entirely sure how much I love it in terms of the expectations. I think that yeah. this is obviously all in the shoulders of Tua Tungavailoa and what his development is going to be. I know the comp has been thrown out there, and it does make some sense of Tua being a very similar quarterback to like a Jimmy Garoppolo type, and thus he maybe would be able to fit in Mike McDaniel's system. Uh, we know that Tyree Kill has been very vocal about uh, Tua Tungavailoa's ability. I think I've heard. We'll see if, <laughs> time time I, think, well, yes. I think we'll see if that's going to be the case. But regardless, um, they, along with the, the Patriots, who had a really good year last year, wins though I think a lot of thought is a lot is thought of the AFC East and I'm not sure I'm quite there yet with the Dolphins mainly because the sample size has grown with Tua and yet uh, we haven't really seen a whole lot that is going to make you think it's going to change at this it, point right and it's, it's hard to feel especially with the way those numbers are at which feel pretty fair for Miami it's hard to have a ton of conviction especially at it really over or under I mean you feel like a team that's made significant improvements but Eight and a half feels about right. I look forward to reading your what, what you end up uh, having to say on the Miami Dolphins. Our pro football betting guide still to come. Save for the guide, uh, Ben. Yeah, say, I, that's what I said. Teasing it. Teasing it. <laughs> a couple weeks' time. Hey, Thursday, a Hall of Fame game will be, yes. will be uh, getting underway. We'll have some more NFL news and notes from around training camp here in our next block. We'll also have some, uh, some interesting storylines coming out of Dallas and their training camp as well in our next segment. Uh, right now, I wanted to pivot into some of our college football news because that betting guide is already out. You can read all of John's fine, fine words and writing on all of the Mountain West teams uh, this season. You and I had a chance to talk with uh, Pete Futak when we filled in on primetime action uh, last week, talking his overall thoughts on the Mountain West. As we've seen things kind of develop, we're now into camp with a lot of these teams. Media days are wrapped up. Uh, Fresno State, your favorite at this point here, followed closely by uh, Boise State. Air Force, Utah State, San Diego State, the top huh? five. It's, it's, it, it is so interesting seen a shift. to see, yes, since we last talked about this. Since the Mountain West preview has come out yes. in the college football betting ABT guys, moving said, lines. Uh, there we go. Uh, you, well, you got you and Matt Humans on the edge at Fresno State, number 40, uh, to kick off your yes. top 40 uh, countdown. So for those who are just seeing this for the first time, Boise State was a favorite whenever these lines were released pretty much all offseason, right in the two-to-one range with Fresno State around plus 250. So, yes, we have seen the shift. We've seen a little love on uh, coming in on Air Force as well here to a basically a third favorite right now. Uh, yeah, and look, if you want, if you still think, if you're along those same lines of thinking that I am, that Fresno State is the best team in the conference, uh, shop around. For example, you know, I bet Fresno State over at Circa 3-1 to one to win the conference, and I, I'm looking at it right now. They still have 3-1 to one up on the Bulldogs to win the Mountain West, uh, and I think that's very viable. And uh, when you look at Boise State, for me, there was a lot of spots, Ben, that had them as the favorite to win this conference, but much of that, I think, was – because of the brand that is Boise State. They are the recognizable program in the Mountain West. Uh, a lot of people would point to them, San Diego State, and perhaps Fresno State as the teams that would be the most respected football programs there, but Boise State's had quite the run. The problem is Boise State, not only coming off of a 7-5 year, their offense looks to be pretty pedestrian. Hank Bachmeyer is not, I don't think he's a very great quarterback. He's mm -hmm. not a dynamic quarterback that they've had in years past. Uh, he has a penchant for taking sacks, Turnover, small issue there. Not really dynamic in terms of his ability to stretch the field and just create a dynamic offense. And so with all that put together, you look at a team like Fresno State with Jake Hayner coming back, over 4,000 yards, top two pass catchers coming back, Jordan Mims, a 700-yard rusher, a defense that has seven guys coming back that was really, really good and a battle-tested group. When you're talking about going on the road last year, playing at UCLA and beating them, covering wire to wire as a 20-point underdog against Oregon, Jeff Tedford takes the program back over 17, 2017 to 2019, two Mountain West title trips under Tedford. They won one of them. This is a program that's done it. They've been consistent now over the last better part of, I'd say, five to seven years, and they have one of the best quarterbacks not only in the conference, on the West Coast. I mean, you, we have Caleb Williams, and I would throw yeah. J.K. Hanner right there underneath him when we're talking about the best quarterbacks along the West Coast. This is going to be a team that has a lot going for them this year. So when you're talking about the price of about 3-1, to one, which can be found, uh, for me, 
If they're not the favorite, then there's value in that, especially at a price tag of plus 300. And you can still find them, at least win total markets, yep. lighter than Boise State. You see Boise State still with nines juiced over. Fresno State at 8.5 juiced well over as well with the Air Force and even 8.5 there. And that's the one interesting thing for me looking at Fresno State. If, if you're looking at this conference at, at the very top here and, and believing in what you do, JVT, and that's you've got a, like a first-year offensive coordinator and Kirby Moore coming in and, and Jeff Tedford who is back. It's, so, it's weird to try and quantify, okay, a guy who's been there so clearly – knows that that system and the conference back in the first year where normally you see so much turnover and there's there's a natural drop off there right away you got to think I mean I don't know how you compare this like for for a coach to come in and to immediately have a guy as we just talked about one of the best quarterbacks in the in the region essentially even if there is a first year OC and even if you are technically in your first year even though you've had stints before I wonder how much you, you kind of bake that into your own personal number, thinking, well, maybe are the market's not giving as much respect since this is just on paper a couple of first-year guys in, you know, in name only really taken back over. Yeah, and I want to point out E. McDonald, who is a listener of and viewer of VEASAN, points out, and I want to say this too, for me, the top two teams in the Mountain West, it is Fresno State and it is Air Force. Yeah, uh, and it is Air very Force. much worth pointing out that the Falcons, who are you can get in the range of about plus 460 or so, the best price I've seen on them, they returned four guys from an offensive line that was the Joe Moore Award finalist. It's an award given to the best offensive line in the country. Zeke Daniels is arguably the best quarterback they've had in in, in their history. He is one of the best passers they, I, they have had. He comes back with their fullback from last year. Both of them rushed for over 2,000 yards combined and over 25 touchdowns. This is going to be a team that not only has a lot going for them, they have one of the easier schedules as well that's going to be in front of them. They do not play Fresno State. It, they so, don't play Fresno yeah. State. Could face him in the Mount's title game, obviously. Yeah. How about this? If you look at some spots, like for example our college football betting guide, Steve Mackinnon has them favored in every game but one, and that one game's a pick. Others have them favored in every game Air Force. Schedule sets up really nicely for them. So not only betting them to go for their win total, but you, I, for me when you're looking at it from a price standpoint, 3-1 to one on Fresno State, plus 450 on Air Force in a matchup that could very well be your Mountain West title game this year. And as you pointed out uh, last week, they got they got rid of the uh, was it the divisions getting rid of this year or next year? Uh, there's, been next some, year. there's been some confusion. Yeah, on that. So they are still in the divisions yep. this year. Yes. Top two from those winners of the respective divisions. Yep. Mountain West title game uh, this year. And you, as you see on the screen, some shops, Air Force, you can find the eight and a halfs. You know, evenly juiced. Some are up to minus 145 on that over. So very interesting to take a look now uh, that we've had a couple weeks here to digest our college football betting guide, see where some of these teams are moving. When we return, some NFL news and notes from around training camp. That is next on the Lombardi Line. The VEASAN College Football Guide is out now. Start your football season on the right foot with expert profiles of all 131 teams, including team trends, power ratings, and over-under recommendations, plus our best season win total bets, Heisman hopefuls, and playoff predictions. The only way to get access to this year's football betting guide is to become a VEASAN All-Access subscriber. Sign up early and for a discount at $175, you'll re receive the college and pro football betting guides, along with full VEASAN access all the way through the Super Bowl. Or join us for $40 a month and see everything VEASAN asks to up your betting game. Go to vcin.com slash subscribe for all your options and become part of the sports betting network. What do we got over there, John? Uh, so an update on what's going on with the Miami Dolphins. Uh, this is from Adam Schefter. The NFL determined that, quote, the Dolphins did not intentionally lose games during the 2019 season, nor did anyone at the club, including Mr. Ross, instruct Coach Flores, uh, Brian Flores, to do so. No witness contended otherwise. Schefter uh, adds, that's end quote there, but Schefter adds, today's penalties are all about tampering with Tom Brady and Sean Payton. And one of the more incredible and underreported stories in this NFL offseason is in which Tom Brady was angling to join Sean Payton in Miami. He was going to be, I think, part owner, if I remember correctly, the I story. I believe that was right. Yeah, yes. Payton was going to be head coach, and he was still going to play, and they were going to lead the Dolphins to the promised land. You are right, though. That it, because of our focus on Deshaun Watson all offseason, that's a kind of underrated, I mean, ridiculous NFL story, if, oh, if we're being great. real here. And also, we we said last segment, and mentioning when this, this story broke, Dolphins do lose their first-round draft pick for next year. They do already hold a, a second first-round pick from a trade with San Francisco. So, at least, they will have one pick, but that is certainly dependent on where San Francisco uh, finishes up this year. You're, you're, I'm, I'm with you. That's, it's, a, it's a story we ha we've maybe kind of glanced aside just because there was, weren't the immediate betting implications there. And, I mean, look, you lose one of your two first-round picks for 2023. You lose a third in 24. Your owner gets fined a million and a half bucks, which to him is like, you know, throwing a crisp $20 bill on the streets of, of Miami. But it is, yes, a very kind of kind of underreported this whole time. But Tom Brady totally didn't hate Bruce Arians, and that's not why he <laughs> <started fading. laughs> no. totally not what happened. 
There's, uh, there's no way. No way at all. Um, one other quick uh, note to add on the, again, we've been talking Juan Soto and that trade throughout the show today, and we're going to have Will Hill on next to give some of uh, his thoughts on that as, as well as some NFL futures discussion as well. Uh, sounds like Eric Cosmer is also now being included. We originally thought that some of the reports were that that was going to be a salary dump there for San Diego. Hosmer is actually being included. He's the last major league player they're throwing in that trade. San Diego to Washington for Juan Soto. However, Washington is on his no trade list, so he still has to approve it. So that remains in the balance right now. But again, the deal is is done for the the players that are currently uh, in the mix right now. Juan Soto there, uh, heading to San Diego. So if you imagine that, you got you got a no trade list for Washington. You're the, you're the Haas. Your team's a playoff contender, and it's like, yeah, man, get get out. Just go. Hey, he Just was go. hot at the beginning of the year. I traded for him in fantasy baseball, ah. thinking to be able to keep it up. Apparently, oh high batting average on balls in play on all ground balls is not <laughs> something that's sustainable. Not sustainable. Out. Hey, you, you live, you live, and you learn. So, as far as some of these NFL uh, news and notes from uh, from around training camp today. It's funny how Jerry Jones gives us some sort of new quote seemingly every single day, JVT, in the run-up of training camp to work with. Uh, says Zeke Elliott has to be the focus in the run game this season. We had this discussion with Michael Lombardi on the show last week of, of how we kind of view this overall Cowboy backfield where we saw how good Tony Pollard was. He led the NFL, right. and, and he's led the NFL, I believe, in uh, most, most missed tackles forced since 2019. Actually, I think he's, uh, if I actually think about that now, he's third on that overall list. There's only two other backs who've broken more tackles than Tony Pollard. So you, you think about where Dallas is at now and, and how the production with Pollard has been so good. It's like, where do you see the, you know, the real productive link here? Is it a true, I hesitate to say timeshare, but is it a true situation where you're giving Pollard significant reps or you have the mindset like what Jerry Jones comes out and says where you want Elliott to be the sole focus of your run game. I just think that's an interesting thing to come out with so early in training camp when you know you have a second piece who has been very, very solid over the uh, past couple of years. I, I, I'm gonna, you're dancing around it. I will say it. Tony Pollard's better than Ezekiel Elliott. I, I think yeah. that's pretty flatly true at this point right now. Uh, so if, if Jerry Jones is serious in saying something like that, that's one, it's ridiculous. You have every single thing to point at that says Pollard yeah. is your better option at this point right now. And also, I mean, look, it's 2022, man. We shouldn't be leaning into running backs anymore if you're running your offense, as we know. Now, we know that James Washington just got hurt, so that's going to be a little bit of a problem for him. Their wide receiver core as a whole uh, is going to be pretty weak. It was already weak before Washington got ruled out with the foot, uh, the fractured foot that came down yesterday. But at the same time, we had, like these are all like the wrong things to say if you're the Cowboys. One, to rely on the archaic, hey, man, we're going to establish a run and run our offense through Zeke. And the other is Zeke's not even your best guy when it comes to statistical output. You kind of alluded to it. Last year, 5.5 yards per carry compared to 4.1 mm -hmm. for Zeke Elliott. From a PFF grading standpoint, if you like that, overall grade 86 compared to 69.3 for Zeke. How about a rushing grade of 90.3 for Pollard, 76.6 uh, for Ezekiel Elliott. You mentioned the missed tackles forced after a run, 27 for him on 162 snaps. 134 attempts. Zeke Elliott had nearly twice that and forced six fewer missed tackles. Right? right. So, like, this is there's so many different ways to point to this and say this is the wrong thing to do if you're the Dallas Cowboys. But as you said, it's Jerry Jones, and Jerry Jones is going to talk and he's going to say stuff like, "I still have choices" when it comes to his head coach, and then be appalled when people are like, "So does that mean that Mike McCarthy's on the hot seat?" This is what Jerry Jones does. Right. He he adds in that statement. There is room for Tony. That's no, there shouldn't said. be room, though. The, the, the room should be that yeah. he is at top of the depth chart. That's there's, It's ridiculous. There's room for Tony while Zeke is in there. And, look, I mean, it was Jerry Jones gave had the six-year, $90 million contract extension for Elliott tied up through 2026 yep. when he'll turn 31. Wants to get his money's there, worth. There is some – it's just some irony, though. When you think about where – I mean, what was – I mean, Jerry Jones's first big move as Cowboy owner was trading away Herschel Walker, which, I mean, not that you – not that that's a, a totally fair comparison to where Elliott is at. but Herschel Walker down to the polls, I think, huh? Uh, yeah, I, I, so I've <laughs> <laughs> so I have JVT, political correspondent here at the network, along with being our NBA senior analyst. But, like, think about that and, and trading him away in the haul they got and how he was kind of – that was really the first, at least in the modern NFL, if you go back to the early 90s, like the first case study in, okay, here's the first time we saw a team pay way too much for running back mm -hmm. who was getting to be over the hill. And, again, it's kind of unfair to say Ezekiel Elliott is now just going to crater totally. He's at I least has. somewhat valuable, but like it's the numbers you you lay out. I mean, do the numbers as you guys always say on the edge. Right. It's like there's really no, as you say, there's no sugarcoating it with what the production has actually been. So I just find that ironic where you have Jerry Jones 
in the, the guy who that's kind of how he got his break at least and that was how the Cowboys originally found so much success with all the branches off of that Walker trade He's old. 30 years ago yeah, now know. here we are uh, well, and here's the thing too and this is kind of the thing with Dallas so you come into this year they're saying all the wrong things when it comes to their head coach or how they're going to approach their offense their offense looks worse on paper than it is i mean this is a this is actually a team that i think when you look at the offseason I like. I don't think they really did anything. I think there's a few teams where you can look at and go, you know what? This offseason, they either got worse or stayed the same. And I think Dallas is one of those teams. Defensively, they're going to be worse this year. They're going to be in the bottom half of the league in terms of their rush defense. I don't know where they're going to get a consistent pass rush from uh, outside of Michael Parsons. This is a team that when you look at them overall, and as the division rises to meet them too, by the way, right? Washington looks like they'd be a little bit better. I've got an over bet on the Giants, and they look like they're going to be a more competent team. We know how good the roster is for the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, like I just I don't like the direction the Cowboys are heading, and now you come into this year with a banged-up wide receiving core and a, we'll call it stubbornness, to feed Zeke. It's not off to a great start. We're not even in the preseason yet. Right, and you talk about defensively. It, it's like where I would imagine – I can kind of guess where you probably stand on a guy like Trevon Diggs who – a little who automatic. Got extremely lucky last a guy year. Who, right. I was, yeah, that's pretty much where I was going. <laughs> 11 interceptions, but also allowed – the only guy who allows more than 1,000 yards to be caught against him a season ago. And it's right. like, okay, what realistically is going to – you know, is, is going to be that sort of statistical outcome that bears true over the long run – you would think it would be those yards allowed and not necessarily the interceptions with how much of a gambling style he actually utilizes when he's a corner there. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, you said it last year when targeted 101 targets, 57 receptions, 1,068 yards, five touchdowns. And yes, he got 11 interceptions, but many of those were, we can call them just flat out lucky, right? Being in the right position at the right time, bounces that went his way, whatever it was. And like, yeah, all across the board, there are red flags for Dallas. Uh, including at the top with Mike McCarthy, who doesn't add anything in terms of wins at the margins for this team with his decision-making, that this is going to be a team that, and this division, by the way, is going to be one that pushes for like maybe 10, nine wins and mm-hmm. in a division that is really just all four teams that are on evil playing, even playing field with one another. At the end of the day, what did you, so you find there is value Giants, do you still feel that way on Philadelphia, who's gotten a ton of love in the betting market uh, in this offseason? My thing with Philly is like the ship sailed in terms of the, the odds. I just, yeah. when... When so much is reliant on one single guy, that would be Jalen Hurts, who last year, over a relatively large sample size, did not show the ability to progress as a passer, that's what kind of worries me about the Philadelphia Eagles. So for me, if you're taking any shots, if you're looking for value in the division, it is the Giants. I love what the Giants did. So I bet them over their win total. I think there's, a, there's an outside shot that they could be a playoff team when you look at the way that the NFC breaks down and competing for that seventh seed because all those teams in that range are going to be really close to one another. When you look at the Giants and what they're going to be able to do this year, and the way they've added to their roster as well. I mean, if guys like Evan Neal and Kayvon Thibodeau hit, all of a sudden you're looking at the Giants with some real strengths along their offensive and defensive lines, and Brian Dable maximizing Daniel Jones. Yeah, I really like the Giants a lot in this division. And by the raw win total on strength of schedule, easiest schedule from, yep. from Warren Sharp. Eagles second easiest for whatever that is worth. Uh, you can still find the Giants down to two to one now to make the to uh, make the playoffs. So that was as high as two forty two sixty. Yeah, plus two hundred to bet MGM on the Giants. New York Giants long shots plus six fifty there at MGM oh. to win the NFC East. Uh, when we return, Will Hill going to join us? Uh, the New York City cast host from Bat Rivers, also a Point Spread Weekly contributor. Get his thoughts on the Soto deal. Juan Soto again from the Nationals to the Padres. That deal is done as well as some of his thoughts on NFL training camp and his angles on NFL futures. That's next when we return on the Lombardi Line. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. The action never stops at BetMGM. Sign up now using bonus code VSIN1000, and your first wager is risk-free up to $1,000. BetMGM's state-of-the-art app offers a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, player props, daily boosted odds specials, and much more. No matter what your favorite sport is, you'll find out why nothing beats a win at the king of sportsbooks. Simply download the BetMGM app today or go to BetMGM.com and enter bonus code VSIN1000 to make your first wager risk-free up to $1,000. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager, new customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offers not available in Nevada or New York. As we're back on the Lombardi line from Las Vegas, South Point Sportsbook Studio, I'm Ben Wilson with Jonathan Von Tobel. You said you, uh, you saw a release from Stephen Ross, Dolphins owner here uh, over the break. Oh, yeah, he said I didn't do it. That's pretty much what it is. <laughs> like, yeah, it wasn't me. It was Shaggy voice. Just It wasn't me, and then we move on from there. Also, trying to picture uh, Stephen Ross saying that in the Shaggy voice is right. also kind of hilarious. Uh, it does sound like Juan Soto has uh, rejected, or Juan Soto, excuse me, um, uh, Eric like Hosmer. Juan Soto rejected the yeah, trade. No, <laughs> you cannot do this. No, uh, Eric Hosmer has rejected the deal. Uh, he will not, as you mentioned, he has the no trade clause. It sounds like he's officially told the Padres to screw off. I'm staying. So uh, I we'll see ring. if that's going to be the case, which is interesting because so you get this is why Twitter and baseball trade deadline is awesome. Back to back tweets. John Morosi sources Padres and Eric Hosmer's representatives currently negotiating about what it would take for Hosmer to approve the trade to the Nats. Bob Nightingale. There are no active negotiations going on with Eric Hosmer and the Padres after he rejected the trade to the Nats. So it's happening. It's it, it, who knows? trade trade deadline. It, it is always uh, something. Else. I believe in Bob Nightingale, so I'm going to go that way. Ah, Bob Nightingale, great, uh, great VSIN guest. We've had we've had on on multiple shows uh, in the past. Want to get? Uh, we'll have a couple of uh, our guests here give our give their thoughts. I should say on what they believe uh, is is now going to be the implications of this one sort of deal. The first of which is our guy Will Hill, who hosts the New York City Cast for Bet Rivers. Follow him at not the Will Hill. Uh, Will, great to uh, great to see you. I was just at Yankee Stadium by the way this weekend. I was I was thinking of you while I was watching the Yankees blow uh, their bullpen blow. Oh, you didn't hit up, the you didn't hit up, I should have. I, nope. I, I, there was a lot of things going on. I um, would have hit you up, Will. Okay. Way to make me. I believe you. I know, Will. I know, Will. Now I look like the bad guy. Uh, Will, what do you make of the Soto trade here? Even though, again, still trying to figure out some of the final pieces here. But Soto to San Diego. We've seen the betting markets really, uh, really shorten up here on the Padres. Down as low as about plus 450 now in, in a lot of shops uh, to come out of the NL at this point. Yeah, I mean, I think the first takeaway is this is a lot of fun. Uh, I think it's been a while since you got just a huge blockbuster trade like this. I know Scherzer went last year, but this is a guy who's 23, just on an incredible trajectory. You know, he walks, he hits homers, he's won a champion. He's just a, a great player. And uh, I don't know that this brings Soto. Man, if this happened last year, he probably would have won the MVP. He should have won it anyway. I think the only reason he did it is because he was on a bad team. Uh, so now he's on a great team. It's a lot of fun. I wouldn't go rushing to bet their futures. You still have to go through four rounds to win the world series. I mean, think about it. They're not going to win the division. So you're basically looking at a 14 parlay of 
some combination. They could play Atlanta in round one, and they might not have home field. So if you have to play at Atlanta that first two out of three, then beat something like the Dodgers, the Mets, and either the Astros, the Yankees, that's still not easy. Uh, again, I've been of the mindset that one of five teams will win the World Series in some order, Yankees, Dodgers, Astros, Mets, Braves. I think you have to include the Padres in that mix, not only adding Soto, but uh, adding Bell. Looks like they'll get Hosmer out of there. Maybe you bring in Hader. You know, that's it's still not great lights out pitching, but Musgrove, Darvish, it's pretty good. Uh, that's a hell of a lineup. This is going to be a lot of fun. I wouldn't go rushing to bet their futures, though. Yeah, that's what we were talking about in some spots out here. Luckily, we'll have actually cut their odds to win the World Series into five to one, uh, which is a little extreme. Uh, so let, let, um, just before from a betting standpoint, the, the package itself, it seemed kind of modest to me for a guy like Soto. Did that strike you the same? It's always tough because you never really know, yep. you know, with these guys. I remember when Lindor got traded to the Mets, we're like, oh, that's all he went for. And it turns out, you know, Jimenez turns out to be an all-star. Sometimes these deals can look a little different two or three years later. And I mean, different sport. But I remember when Pau Gasol got traded for Marc Gasol, everyone's like, it's the greatest heist in history. Well, yeah, Marc Gasol went on to be like basically a Hall of Fame level player. So it ends up not being that bad. So it's always tough. I mean, you get Gore, you got Abrams. I know this kid, James Wood's supposed to be a good player. I mean, it's hard. It's like getting a great quarterback in the draft. When you get somebody like Soto, when you get a great quarterback in the draft, it's hard to overpay. So I certainly can't say the Padres overpaid. Did the Nationals get enough? Well, you better hope they got enough because, I mean, look, in the last four years, they've let Trey Turner, Scherzer, Harper, now Soto go. I'm probably missing some guys. The guys they've kept and the guys they've paid are Corbett and Strasburg, who can't pitch, can't get anybody out. So, boy, 2019, what is, what's the saying? Life comes at you fast, man. They uh. They, they certainly uh, need to get a lot back here in this deal because, boy, it's going to be a long and painful rebuild here for the Washington Nationals. And Nationals, Cubs, it's yeah, it, it, it happens quickly. Those teams who've won within the last six years, when you when you uh, think about it, what do you think of the of the Hater deal as well? Because that's the one that was the big story coming out of yesterday, and now certainly gets buried beneath at the veneer there of Soto going to San Diego, where the Padres also acquire one of the best closers in baseball. On top of that. Yeah, very surprising. I mean, baseball is a weird sport like this. You have a first place team, a pennant contender in the Brewers. And I know you could say, hey, you can replace Hader with Williams. You didn't want to pay Hader. But I mean, I like the setup of, you know, you don't have a great team if you're Milwaukee, but you have pitching, you have Burns, you have Woodruff, and you could be in a situation where in a big game, you can use, you know, Williams and Hader for a combined nine outs. Now that's out the window. I know Williams can fill in and be the closer and he's outstanding. Uh, to me, I don't get it. If you're Milwaukee, I know they're a small market trying to make it work with the money, but boy, if I'm a fan, I just, I have a hard time buying into that one. If I'm a, if I'm a Brewers fan, good for the Padres, obviously, even uh, though he hasn't been great this year, you know, he had that yeah. blow up in San Francisco where he gave up three homers, gave up the grand slam. He, he's been, he hasn't been great, but he's recovered nicely from that. And, uh, look, he, this is a guy that basically went a calendar year without giving up a run in the postseason uh, in the regular season. He's really good. So according to Bob Nightingale, officially official one soda deal done does not include Eric Hosmer. No, Eric Hosmer. Yep. Right. Wow. Interesting. We've, we've got that. Um, and for what it's worth, well, as a long-suffering Brewers fan, yes, my initial reaction was like, what? Seriously? Or I get that we, maybe you didn't want to – it would be another probably four or five million next year, but really? Really? Given I get, And I love Devin Williams as well. Uh, well so I wanted to get your thoughts on that too. Uh, so as we come out now of, of this trade deadline here, uh, as, as far as the, uh, the, you know, the way the futures market is set up, has there been anything that you've found yourself looking at uh, firing on here? I know you've got some plays for the card today specifically, but um, with the way things have shaken up, anything that warrants a play to you at this point uh, now that we are getting closer to the deadline? And we've seen a number of teams, not just San Diego, a bunch of teams here make pretty impactful moves to bolster their chances at the deadline. No, I mean, I really like what the Yankees did. I didn't think they made a splash, but adding Montas, the bullpen guys, Ben Attendee, they've sort of attacked all phases of their game. If they could ever get kind of off a of shortstop, they'd make a lot of people happy. I'm sure they'll get Gallo out of there, but they address the starting rotation. They address the bullpen, get another left-handed hitter in the outfield. I think they really improved their team. Um, and, and look, I think Severino, if he comes back, when he comes back, you can probably transition him into the bullpen. So the Yankees made some good moves, but I think here's how I would put it with the futures. The good teams, the prices are already, you know, like you mentioned with the Padres at five to one, there's just no value with the good teams. Then if you're looking for somebody off the radar, well, now you have to deal with that extra wild card round that best two out of three. And you got to basically hit a four round parlay to cash one of these world series futures. So I think it's tough to, uh, to find value off the trade deadline. Usually, you know, the time to get it is before that. I know the Mariners were like 80 to one, 90 to one to win the world series a couple weeks ago. I don't have their number in front of me, but I'm sure that's cut in half, if not more. Yeah. So, yeah. So usually the time to do this is before before the team makes the move. So I know it's not a great answer, but I, I would have a hard time, you know, oh, totally finding something it. with great value this time of the year. 
Will Hill with us. All right, so I think from a from a day to day standpoint, right, you can still obviously handicap these games. What do you got for today? Yeah, I played a few. Look, I'm going to take Baltimore plus money. I know they uh, they sold off here and got rid of Mancini. They got rid of Jorge Lopez, but look, they can move up some of those guys in in the bullpen. Batista and Tate. I mean, they they still got plenty of arms in the pen. Uh, look, if you're going to give me the Orioles at plus money, it's just sort of been a rope play here for me. Baltimore has been a, a money machine, whether it's money line, run line. So I'm going to take them here plus money. I don't. I just kind of put it in my pocket. Don't really think about it when it comes to Baltimore. They've been very good to me, very profitable. So I bet them. I bet under first five with Garrett and Ashcraft in the Reds Marlins game. Seems like the Reds and Marlins have played every day for like two weeks here. It's kind of strange. But uh, Garrett's, I think, seventh pick overall. He's coming to his own lately. Ashcraft with a hundred mile an hour cutter is going to be a good pitcher. So I played under first five there. Uh, and I did play the Blue Jays over the Rays. To me, it's uh, it's Gaussman against Rasmussen. For Toronto, better starting pitcher, better lineup, not a crazy price. So I laid the minus 130 here with Toronto. Boom. Uh, Will Hill joining us. The not At not the Will Hill as well on Twitter. New York City cast host. You also have a play on the uh, the nightcap as well tonight. Dodgers, Giants, as we'll see Tyler Anderson take the mound uh, here for, for LA starting up this series. Yeah, not the Will Hill and not the friend of Ben Wilson, apparently, as he's in my neighborhood, not even giving me Correct. a call. Yeah, but I'm going to I'm gonna try to finish the segment out strong anyway. Yeah, I just thought it was a uh, an interesting price on at LA. I, uh, I'm a sucker. If you're going to give me the Dodgers at minus 130 or so, I'm just going to take the bait and I'm going to go for it. So I uh, I did bet the Dodgers as well. Go. I should say a second game of that series, Dodgers with the uh, – it's just been absolute mm-hmm. ownage. It has felt like one way here for the Dodgers uh, against the Giants, especially coming out of the All-Star break. Well, buddy, again, I'm, I'm sorry, man. I didn't – I still – you know what? I still hold it against you that you called me a – fraud for, for refusing to bet NFL preseason last year. So that's definitely why. Uh, fraud, I didn't, I, fraud was not the word. It was terrorist. It was not fraud. Okay. Fraud was much, fraud better. much better. <laughs> yes. well, the benefit. Now that you mentioned that, I do, I do remember it. We were sitting in the exact same chairs. Yes, you called me a terrorist. I wanted to say fraud. You guys were sitting in the same chair? Was he Stand black? by it, No, too. no, no. Like, I was oh. in this chair. Will was in that chair. <laughs> John, John always ready with the one-liner. Thanks, Will. We'll talk soon. Hey, guys. Buddy. Hour number two. We'll give our thoughts on the Major League Baseball card for today when we return. Also, a bunch of breaking news in MLB. The trade deadline, it's here on the Lombardi Line. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release, presented by Verizon, coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more.